0: The third hour we go. Thanks for being with us, Lindsey Brown, Clay Baker, and you. Vinny Bonsignor on assignment this week. He's heading out to Indianapolis for the Combine. Both he and Q will be out there on their radio row providing us the best content available for Raider Nation Radio. So keep listening all week long here on RR 920. Also, Text the word STARDUST into 702-365-9200 for your chance to win $2,024. You can only text once a day, but as it is right now in the text line, there's not many names in there, not many numbers. So your chances of winning could be a little better than most. What? It's free money! Free money, what free are you doing? Free money! 702-365-9200. For Lindsay and I, we want to hook you up with STARDUST. Text in STARDUST to that number, and that could be you. And Jesse Merrick joins us now on... Raider Nation Radio here, the morning tailgate. The reporter, the host, the anchor here with us from News 3 covering the Raiders. We're happy to have you, Jesse. Thanks for joining us. Good morning.
1: Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing?
0: Hey, good. Thank you. Hey, So, listen, I mean, uh, uh, Raiders are hyper-focused, according to sources, for QB at the Combine. What does that tell you?
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, right? Um, you know, the biggest question, obviously, that everyone wants to know is, like, what the heck do they do in terms of possibly trading up? What would it cost? Um, do they feel that it, it's, it's worth that to kind of quote unquote like leverage the future to get that quarterback? Um, you know, and, and so it's convenient to see in that regard. But I think that, you know, the biggest thing for them is going to be doing so much work on the guys behind the top three quarterbacks that we know of, you know, the J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nick, Michael Penix Jr., even maybe outside of that, some other guys, uh, you know, to keep an eye on, um, you know, in the much later rounds, whether it's the kid out of Notre Dame, Spencer Rattler, even from SC. Michael Pratt, I mean, <clears throat> that's going to be one of those things where I think it's that like deep dive they take to try and figure out like, okay, do we need to trade up or is there one of these guys, you know, maybe in the second round or later, uh, that we like that can think our, that we think can be our guy. But I'd imagine we'd probably see them really hone in on those top three guys and see if a move up is viable. Uh, the big question is just going to be like how high that would be. Um, you know, we know that, uh, Telesco hasn't really traded back actually ever, um, you know, in the draft. Uh, so, you know, maybe he's a bit more aggressive. We know AP wants to be aggressive. We know for, for them, you know, getting a quarterback, you know, it's either you have one or you don't. So, you know, for AP and him to be able to attach themselves to a quarterback and, and kind of roll the dice out there and see what happens could be a, a big strategy they go after. So I'm real curious to see what kind of comes out of the combine in terms of the discussion around the quarterbacks and all that stuff as a whole, um, you know, in, in certain guys that maybe pop or don't or what we hear about guys on and off the field, uh, you know, because a lot of those top guys aren't throwing so um, it's always just an interesting time. Even if the big names aren't necessarily on the field doing things at the Combine, quarterbacks always going to be the talk of it. So I'm curious to see what kind of narratives uh, emerge from the Combine about those guys.
2: Yeah, I am too, Jesse. And we're talking to Jesse Merrick from News 3LV. And you've already mentioned a couple of those names of of secondary options. And and two of those names that I've kind of honed in on, at least in the last week, are, are J.J. McCarthy and, and Spencer Rattler. And they both are, are names that a lot of us have had in our, our minds for a long time. Because I remember watching Rattler on the Elite 11 with Dilfer back in the day when they had that show on. And then McCarthy, you know, earning that job and being a long-term starter at Michigan is something that nobody had really done in a while, at least taken it to the level that he has. And so I gotta think there's a lot of narrative steam behind both of these dudes. I'm already seeing McCarthy being mocked in the in the top 10 in a lot of different ways. But how off-put or how enthusiastic, I won't even put a word on it, if there was a, a scenario in which the, the Raiders would bring maybe a veteran quarterback in, drafting someone like Spencer Rattler, and then having Aiden O'Connell. Do you think that would cause a lot of uncomfortability? Because I know that so many people want to trade up into that top three. That's the big Kahuna, but that might not be in the cards.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I think I think there would you you guys would be fielding a lot of phone calls of people being uh, pretty mad. <laughs> if right, they go that route. Granted, it depends, I think, who that uh, veteran quarterback is, you know, that they bring in as well. Um, but, yeah, I think I think if Rattler's the guy, I mean, like you said, we've all been watching him for so long, you know, back when they had the uh, the TV show with him. So um, a lot of folks maybe had already kind of pigeonholed, pigeonholed him on, like, who he is. And then, uh, you know, obviously goes to Oklahoma, eventually gets beat out by Caleb Williams, goes to South Carolina, and it's kind of that, like, up-and-down, uh, type of year or type of, you know, career there for him. Um, obviously, he's very gifted and has some tools. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing, too, is, like, the uh, the turnover-worthy plays that he makes and the turnovers that he's actually committed as well, um, you know, probably gives some teams pause. Uh, also, his size is going to come into question, too, uh, especially mm-hmm. here at the Combine. You know, we hear about it all the time about, you know, uh, guys, that whatever they're listed on, you know, on their college websites so or what people think they are. You know, he comes in at six foot 19", uh, you know, is he under six foot? If he is, does that make him drop? You know, who knows how big is his hand? You know, all the crazy things to kind of thrown out there uh, throughout the draft. But I do think J.J. McCarthy is a real interesting one. I mean, obviously a guy that played in a very run-heavy scheme wasn't asked to do a ton. Uh, it doesn't have like that howitzer of an arm. Um, you know, but uh, again, look at Brock Purdy and just uh, this guy in terms of like the poise, toughness and anticipation that he shows, that's kind of J.J. McCarthy. Uh, in a sense. Those are the kind of strengths of, of what people look at when they uh, when they project him. Um, you know, and so he's kind of that like wild card of a pick uh, that's going to be real interesting to keep an eye on uh, for this team moving forward into the draft. Uh, and again, like you said, he could be, you know, picked at any point, whether it's top 10 or we've seen even maybe day two, like that's the thing that's going to be fun to kind of see where those guys do end up uh, come draft day
0: Follow Jesse on X at Jesse News 3 lvs here with us on Mondays at this time here on the morning tailgate Raider Nation Radio. Then with that said, Luke Getze, offensive coordinator, is now kind of being paired with other guys like Joe Philbin who have worked in the West Coast offense. Uh, How much is this going to play in for the kind of quarterback they're looking for in the draft or even next, even in the veteran scene, as well as understanding, all right, do we find the best player available or the best player to fit this system, the West Coast offense?
1: Yeah, I'd imagine definitely more of a, a scheme fit, I would, I would imagine, at the quarterback position uh, for what they want to do. Um, granted, you know, Getty noted the fact that when he was talking to, like, he didn't want to pigeonhole himself in any you know, particular style of player. Yes. Uh, but, you know, it mentioned a lot of different things that can span a wide range as well, like quarterbacks that, uh, you know, are, are mobile and, and have the ability to kind of get around and run, uh, you know, be able to spin it all over the field, all those different things. Um, and that's what I think is kind of interesting about this class is there are so many guys that provide you know, a, a lot of different things. I mean, we noted with McCarthy, he's a guy that I think would fit very well uh, in that scheme. Again, maybe a lot of people not super high on him in that regard, uh, but I mean, I think he would be a good scheme fit in terms of those like short to intermediate passes, but then obviously you go look at a guy like Michael Penix Jr. as well, uh, who's one of the best and most accurate deep ball throwers that we've seen in, in recent years, um, but the big thing on him is the health, you know, and, and how much that kind of comes into play. And the fact that he's torn his ACL uh, twice, I believe, both on his right knee, you know, and what's his durability look like. Uh, for Bo Nix, another accurate type passer, um, but not, again, that like howitzer type of uh, a thrower. Um, and then there's Jaden Daniels, you know, who's got a little bit of everything. I mean, he's that highlight real type player. Obviously, there's the familiarity with Antonio Pierce, too, and we saw him last game of the year um, you know, in the locker room and everything like that. And on the field with all the players and everything. So like there's obviously ties there, um, you know, and and he's a guy that, that does have, like I noted a little bit of everything. He's got that escapability, that mobility, um, you know, and, and then he's managed to cut down on his turnovers Each and every year he's improved in so many measurable categories. So I'm real curious to see in that area too, like which way they go. But I think they're definitely going to want somebody, uh, that, that has a lot of the tools, um, that you would find in a Jaden Daniels or a McCarthy type of player uh, that have that kind of wiggle and, and uh, you know, mobility back there. Whereas I think <clears throat> with McCarthy, like I know I've talked about him a ton, I just think he's a lot more athletic than people give him credit for. And when mm-hmm. you look at it from afar, he seems like he might be one of the better scheme fits. Again, not that like crazy flashy uh, name or anything like that, but if, if he's available there, um, it could be a real interesting piece for this team uh, and with the weapons that they possibly be able to surround him with as well.
2: Yeah, I loved watching McCarthy's tape, but then again, the tape literally had zero drops, so there's a lot to love there. We're talking to Jesse Merrick from News 3LV, a former college football player himself, was a wide receiver, but uh, as much as the drills and the speed and the the bench presses are are very important, the interview portion is also a a huge part of the draft combine, 15 minutes with I don't know how many teams, but what has been the most pressure-packed 15 minutes of your life so far?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, Thanks. Most of the time, in terms of, like, setting, we're talking, right?
2: Whatever you want it to be, Jesse, let your imagination go wild.
1: Yeah. I mean, the first, I, there's there's no, like, crazy one that stands out. But, I, I mean, I do remember, actually, uh, when I was coming out of high school, you know, I, I wasn't, like, highly recruited or anything. Obviously, went to go play D2 football. But, like, I remember going, I had to actually do, like, a tryout uh, with my with my eventual coaches. Um and I'm I'm there as the team is like going through spring ball and everything like that I'm there running around with the rest of the receivers and kind of basically doing a job interview to see if one if if the the tape didn't lie on me that they watched and if they wanted to offer me in your scholarships and, and an, an actual spot on the roster you know um and so going through the different drills there, you know, uh, each little misstep you make or every play you make when you're running around with the quarterbacks, it was like, oh my god, okay, I think I'm gonna do this. I think I don't know what's gonna happen. That was definitely pressure-packed. Um, and then running over to the coach afterwards and him telling me like, hey, we got a spot for you on the roster. Uh, you know, we'll communicate with you, blah blah blah, all that different stuff. I mean, that was an interesting. Uh, pressure packed one. And then I think just any interview uh, in my kind of TV life, you know, jumping around from job to job, mm. uh, you come in, and, and at least in my side of the business, you have to do a run through of like a sports cast, And that's always a really pressure packed one because you don't want to screw anything up. You don't want to mispronounce words or, <laughs> uh, you know, jumper your way through it or anything like that. And it's an unfamiliar territory as like all the people that are possibly going to hire you are sitting there staring at you behind the camera. <laughs> uh, which is a little unsettling, so I would say those are probably the the top two or top chunks of stuff that have been very pressure packed uh in terms of just kind of like nerve wracking and like quote unquote big moments in my life and uh career for me
0: I've seen you also do like uh like You know, within like a few seconds, immediately like finding a package together and editing it, you know, and people don't understand maybe how some of the the quick edits you have to go and make on the run in order to get it to like, you know, the three o'clock news or whatever deadline you have. Like that is something that goes overlooked beyond everything else that your editing skills have to be totally sharp and ready to go. There's time is of the essence.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, it is. Like the whole, like you gotta make slot, uh, for your show, you know, and things like that. It's, it's funny because, <clears throat> uh, my boss Brian and I talk about it all the time and there's no knock on my, uh, on my news coworkers, but there's a different speed that you have to kind of work with in that editing side of things, uh, yep. you, you know, with sports compared to the news side of things where it's like news, they go out, they have their story for the day, it's usually set up at a decent time. Whereas sports, it's like game is done, go get interviews. Boom! All right, you have thirty minutes to put this all together, <laughs> slam it in, and send it back, and hope the technology doesn't fail you as you're like trying to get it back to right? the station. So it's definitely level. Uh, no, no, uh, no more like uh, evidence of that in my first market. Like you know, we covered high school football all the time. Okay, and usually you're running around, and, and you know, at that time you're filming, you're editing, you're writing, you're doing all that, and we have a thirty-minute high school football show. We would go shoot like five games, and you come back, and you have like you know, maybe 30 minutes to edit uh, five different games and change and do all that run around the studio and make sure you do all this stuff correctly. And that was always, like, super nerve-wracking, too. So that's when you learn to, like, make slot and just get stuff done. And like you said, you guys saw it down there on Radio Row, the way the day we were down there for the Super Bowl oh, week. Yeah. Um, that's definitely one of the more nerve-wracking parts of the job, but uh, makes it fun, too. A little pressure uh turns an ugly piece of coal into a beautiful diamond is what my receiver coach used to always say. So I- I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> uh, you, you couldn't have found any more distractions for anyone trying to edit a piece at more than Radio Row. But you were sitting there like in a, a meditative uh, lotus position and you got it all done. It was awesome to watch you work. And, you know, here, real quick, before we let you go, all right, this is also one of those weeks where free agency, yeah, there could be some tampering going on with it, pending free agents and agents. And we think about guys like, you know, Hunter Renfro, uh who might be, you know, uh you know, on, on that on that position where you could see where he could be moving on. But then again, I wonder about Josh Jacobs in the free agent market. If it wasn't Josh Jacobs that they bring back, uh how much money or would you find a lot of money being spent at running back for the Raiders even though you know AP is very, you know, very, very present, and wants to be physical in the run game.
1: Yeah, you know, it's going to be an interesting one. that Josh, The whole Josh Jacobs piece is, is crazy to see what they do with him. I mean, do they pay him? You don't imagine they're going to tag him again, but maybe they do. Maybe right. he's willing to take uh, a bit of a quote-unquote deal uh, to come back and play for AP. We obviously know he, like many of the guys on the roster, love playing for AP. I think if, if they let Josh walk, I don't think they're going to spend a ton at running back. Um, I think they kind of run it back with Demir and maybe obviously add a couple pieces. Uh, behind him and maybe do more of that kind of running back by committee type of deal or draft a guy, I just don't see them spending a ton of money there. Given the fact, too, that like, there's going to be a lot of questions along the offensive line uh, about what happens as well with Andre James, Greg Van Roten, oh, yeah. and um, Jermaine Illuminor all being uh, pending free agents as well. Uh, you know, so that's a position they're going to have to address, uh, too. I think they've got like $55.5 million uh, to work with right now. Um, you know what's that going to look like as they sign some guys and do all that, but I think a uh, heavy importance going to be importance is going to be placed on the offensive line, whether or not they do bring Josh back. But if they don't bring him back, that's obviously a good chunk of money to have to deal or to, to have available to you. Um, I just don't see them investing a ton in a running back, given the fact that they've got Premier still on that rookie deal. Uh, if they don't end up bringing end up bringing Josh back. Great
2: stuff. Great
0: stuff, buddy. Love it, Jess, man. Thank you for coming on today. We appreciate it. Everyone follow Jesse on X at Jesse News 3 lv Thanks for bringing the good stuff, man. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Yeah, for sure, guys. Looking forward to it. You have a good one. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout.
0: Yeah, Jesse Merrick's right. I mean, there's... It's interesting when he brings up, like, all right, is a move up to the top three viable? And maybe that's part of the fact-finding message you take a look at this week in the early portions of uh, the Combine with the Raiders staff out there. But... um you're not sure about the arm strength and accuracy on some of those guys, especially somebody like Bo Nix, who's almost like injury free, played in a very, you know, tight, you know, scheduled system. Well, what's that translate into the NFL? Because if, if you're already starting to see new partners like, you know, the Giants at number six moving up to find a quarterback, well, then who's now left even at 13 if you're unable to move up? and exactly, what does that look like and how quickly are you going to have to turn the tables to find, all right, what other skill positions do we need to find and fill at that spot because everything else is just not going to be available and no one else wants to deal.
2: Right. Well, that's why if there's as many quarterbacks as some of these mocks are showing taken before the Raiders uh, pick, mm-hmm. uh, it's a disaster, but also consolation of it is pretty good because that means there's some really talented pieces that are probably falling down uh, in, into your craw to really choose between. And so I get nervous where Jesse says that this is a pick for scheme. And almost everybody that I've ever talked to about making picks in this draft is like you should be picking the best player available to you. Yes. The best player available to you. And I get it. There are moments where it's like, but we need this position. But when you get into that mindset, things get tricky. And and you can get caught it with in, in compromising positions. But, again, if there's a quarterback draft class to bet on, it's probably this one. And so I I just I think J.J. McCarthy is such a a big player where he's going to go because I could see somebody like him. And again, this could be asinine where I, I, I wouldn't logically expect this to happen but it's the nfl draft and crazy stuff happens where mm-hmm. i could see him sneaking up into like top seven mm-hmm. honestly okay. with All the right amount of narrative steam and the agents and then somebody else said uh, they're they have a hangnail and then this person's pro didn't go well like he has that type of of name pedigree and unknowedness to him as well like as much as it is um a detriment in some ways that he played in the system that he did, there's also una- there, things that are unanswered. And p- it's a lot easier to fall in love with potential than it is with actuality. And so that's where the actuality of the situation where if you're talking about, well, this quarterback's gone, this quarterback's gone, this quarterback's, but you have this offensive tackle, this offensive tackle, this defensive tackle. You have all of this in, mm-hmm. in your p- potential thing. I'm like, you're really going to go and say, quarterback, got to do it. Got to do it, got to do it, got to do it. Really. You have to. You have to. And that's... I
0: hope it doesn't come to that. I hope it doesn't it really either. Doesn't. But
2: that's what Raiders, you know, staying at 13 and, and not moving up. And so I just... It's it's such a precarious position. I'm not envious of, of Telesco, of AP, of anybody in charge of, of navigating this decision. Because you could check every box that you've ever gathered for any metric of how you uh, evaluate whether somebody is the guy or not. Mm-hmm. And it's still could not work out and
0: so you could still find yourself in the same position next year yearning for the answer at quarterback right but also is that a
2: disaster is it a disaster if we don't get one of these these top people is next year's class that big of a disaster because i know i haven't projected that far i don't know what free agency is there's so much other stuff that has to go but like what if we don't get what we want
0: you know, every year they always say, this is the year for the quarterback. But every year they say that. Literally. You know what I mean? It's like Literally. there's always going to be an answer I in the draft. I know that this year's extra special,
2: year. extra potent. But there are going to be at least two of those guys that do not succeed. Just by numbers game. Just by numbers game. And it, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Especially but, with all the hype these kids get.
0: Both Jesse Merrick and Eric Eager, who came on today, Talked about, all right, you want to find maybe the, that offensive lineman, that's impact starter in free agency. They're pretty costly. Can I just give you a couple numbers yeah. of, of guys last year who signed the massive deals? Right tackle. You're looking for a right tackle? Last year, Mike McGlinchey with Denver, five years, 87.5 mil. Hmm. Jawan Taylor, signed with Kansas City, four years, $80 million. Okay, so even Orlando Brown, who went to left tackle for Cincy, four years, 64 mil. They are at a premium. Mm -hmm. those tackles cost money and how much are you willing to go and and, and break up the bank for that that's i they are in a position to spend money like that but are you doing it to find you know the right answer the guy that you feel like is going to play injury free and also play great in your west coast scheme (laughs) do you want do you want
2: a veteran added into that mix or do you want to have somebody young developing too because there is such a thing as the waves of talent right if you sign somebody the next four or five years, well, then that's great. Four or five years, but we're also going for the long term as well. If you invest that in the draft, well, then that's their rookie contract. What if they end up being one of those guys that day one starter, no questions asked, mauler, the whole bit, all the pancakes
0: in the world? It, what, what did uh, I mean, Eric Eager talk about, you know, the, the ability to wait and develop on certain guys in that position, at tight end? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we've offensive are, line's
0: going to have a, a a long list of development too. Very few of them come out of the box ready to go.
2: Yeah, that's very true.
0: I mean, and, and some of these guys who got signed to those big deals, they were in the average range between twenty six and twenty eight years old, kind of in the prime of their career, but also in the you know the early stages of downslide. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, it's going to take a, a, an experienced GM like they have with Tom Telesco to find the right answer at that. We'll take a break and we'll come back with more of your thoughts at 702-365-9200 about the impressive skills you do at your job. We talk about your own jobs combine you know what are the biggest challenges of your gig and the special skills it takes to survive we'll talk about that on the other side great thoughts on the text line um i I think you got to play into the players that you have and the, the, the things that they do really well and and
2: um you know i think that's what's cool about this draft like we talked about there's a lot of different types of guys and it's about who can do things you know to the to the level that's a difference maker right you try to get as many dynamic guys on your team as you can and uh, that does, I don't, you know, I wouldn't ever want to box myself into a corner with one particular style
0: Raiders OC Luke Getze at the press conference talking about what quarterback in the draft fits his skill set for what kind of offense he wants to run. We're back here on Raider Nation Radio 702-365-9200 Lindsey Brown. I'm Clay Baker We'll get your thoughts out there on the phones What are the impressive skill sets you have in your own personal job? If there was a you know, occupational combine, what sets you apart from everyone else that you work with? That specialized set of skills. We'll get your thoughts on the text as well and on the phones. And we'll start it up here in Las Vegas with Michael. Michael, good morning to you. Thank you for calling. How are you?
3: Good morning. How you doing? I got an out-of-the-box quarterback. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. If Harbaugh is very high on J.J. McCarthy, he can take him with the fifth pick, and we trade for Herbert and give up three first round draft picks that are playing the guessing game of trying to get into the top three with quarterbacks we don't even know is going to work out what do you think
2: that's a hot take that is certainly a a creative exercise because i think the chances of that happening are very slim and uh, we also have to remember that Justin Herbert is uh, has the five-year, $262.5 million deal. But I'm not a numbers yeah. person, so I'm going to suspend reality for this. And I would run. I would <laughs> run to make that trade. Not just because it, it's, it's an actual answer, like he's telling mm-hmm. us, but because it is Justin Herbert. I hope Jim Harbaugh is that wacky.
0: Oh, I like it. Michael, what do you think? What would you do if given that opportunity and you were sitting in the big chair?
3: He's gonna he's gonna reformat the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He can eliminate that contract and build his team the way he wants to build it. That's what he is going to do.
0: Oh,
2: that would be a man. it's a bold strategy Cotton. We'll see if it pays off for him. I mean, that would be a hell of a move. Here's
0: the thing, that like would it, set
2: the NFL world on fire. It would set
0: it on fire. You're right. And Michael, if if a deal does come out like that, and you are the Raiders and you don't make that move. What kind of regret would people be oh. living with? I don't know. We're starting to spit up a little like,
2: bit. I literally would lose my mind if that was an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, thank like, you for oh. that exercise though. I appreciate oh, that. Oh Michael, I like it. Honestly.
0: That is crazy.
2: That would solve so many of our problems. Cause then you get a you get a guy who's not the old guy, but he's yeah. not the young guy either. He's a slinger. Could take the punishment in the pocket.
0: Does all the things you're asking him to. Right?
2: Knows telly.
0: Think about that, right? You the know, familiarity with Telesco. Yeah,
2: I, I I don't mind it.
0: Oh, I like this kind of universe.
2: Yes, this
0: is That's where fine. Like, asteroids are coming at you left and right. But who cares? Because you got Justin Herbert in locked in till he's thirty-two. That's I, this is
2: perfect music for it too. <laughs> Justin
0: <laughs> Herbert. Justin <laughs> Herbert in
2: a Raiders uniform. There he goes next year.
0: <laughs> oh, oh be tune in, kids. Incredible. So I all right. What if that gets shopped around, and what if Jim? What if Jim is really in love with uh, JJ, and they want to set mean, it on fire, and he wants to make it his own? I could see that. Although I would have to also think the reason why Jim Harbaugh is there is because Justin Herbert is under contract, and
2: I feel like that was a selling point.
0: Yeah, it's like like he, that I, I think he come said I that wasn't.
2: he's like super pumped specifically to work with Justin Herbert. But again. This is an exercise in uh, a reality that's not based here. But that's okay.
0: Yeah, that's okay. That's even okay. Even if you're paying locked them into a contract where there could be like $40 million at age 30, 31, I don't care.
2: Yeah, honestly, this is a that's good thing. That's what good quarterbacks I'm like, go Everybody for. brings us like tangible things where you're like, this is a realistic proposition. I want the crazy ones too because you never know what kind of uh, road you're going to open up in your brain. <laughs> right. And it might lead to a different way to look at something else, a different approach
0: because that's I'm here for it. That is the kind of skill set you're looking for. Guy who can throw durability. I mean, he's had like the finger injuries and stuff like that. Those are more freakish than anything else. Yeah. They're like anomalous. Uh, They, they're, You just can't count on them and they, they hold you out. And unfortunately, his season kind of ended early in December last year. But be that as it may. Yeah. you, You jump on that deal and you forget about all the other little things like you don't trade for somebody in your division. Wipe all that out. Because as Michael says, now the answers that you had, the question marks that you had at quarterback are no longer there, and you can start working on other things on your team.
2: Yeah, or you draft Drake May, who's kind of just like the, the same thing.
0: Or you just go the and same, draft Drake th- May. The same
2: thing that that Justin Herbert is. Uh, but I do have questions about Drake May, Drake May. We did get into those a little bit last week. But um, I got to think that there has to be a crazy trade or move like that in this draft this year. Like, if you really think about it in terms of the level of desperation, the teams that are involved, when we talk about the Giants, we talk about the Commanders, we talk about the Raiders. Like, well, let's be honest, it's not exactly the most stable of organizations, organizations that have been erratic at mm-hmm. times. And so there is, I kind of want to, th- I kind of think there would be a quarterback available that we wouldn't think would be. I'm going to leave room for that imagination just because it is that type of draft and people are going to go nuts. I I genuinely think that somebody's going to lose their ass in this draft this year. Bad. Bad. I'm talking like Trent Richardson. Bad. Cleveland Browns trade with Vikings for Matt Khalil to move up one spot the year after Antonio, or Antonio, the year after the other AP, mm-hmm. uh, Adrian Pearson uh, set the league on fire. Yeah. I don't I, know how that happened.
0: I, I, I you That's why you know those top three quarterbacks are not going to, you know, perform and and do anything you know, productive mm-hmm. at the NFL combine because they don't have to. And they, they're like, it could only hurt me in my top three, of, you know, slotting that if I did throw and just have Correct. like an off day.
2: Why would I go in a non-controlled environment?
0: So who would – who would be one of those guys that just somehow like falters and has like, you know, because the combine will kind of actually go and do that beyond the pro day and beyond anything else. The, the combine actually ruins a lot of like, you know, upward things. trajectories.
2: Yeah. It exposes some things, but I'm not going to wish that or, or, or speculate on that because people will find that if they, if they do that. And I don't want to wish that on anybody because I know how, how hard a lot of these guys have worked and. All these guys and even the people that don't get invited to this, you know, and that's the thing. You don't have to be in the combine to to be a, a bona fide NFL star. Just ask our head coach.
0: Just ask. Yeah. Uh, From the text line, 702-365-9200. People are a little upset uh, at Michael's thought. Um, Michael! Susan in Las Vegas from the, the 702. <laughs> Susan. Susan's having none of this. Susan's like, why would Harbaugh trade Herbert to his in-division rival? This never happens. Well, what if it's posed out there? And even though you are in the division and you don't take a stab at it, ooh! I mean, uh, you got to really question if you don't make an attempt at that. Obviously, this is just in the world of imagination yep. and mystery. Mm-hmm. It's not reality. We'll
2: have a name for it by the end of the week.
0: Uh, Daniel from the six one nine. What in the blank is that guy smoking? Herbert gets traded to a rival. I'm not sold on Herbert as a leader. Huh? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, well, what? Would just you in case need? it doesn't, it
2: happens. No. No, there are some quiet. I think he's a lead-by-example guy. I, I think, think he's, he's a quiet I think yeah. he's a quiet guy. But I, too, have I have questions about his um, rally ability.
0: People are still going to look at that game against the Jags, that playoff game when they had a good yeah. lead and they didn't run the ball and they couldn't throw for first downs. and next thing you know, they've lost the lead and Jags come up and surprise them, and that shocked the world.
2: I would be interested to see what he's like outside of that organization, though, because like, t- at some point you have to be like, so is it that the team? <laughs> right because you, you talk about like talk about consistency at the quarterback position You know, green bay new england i mean the chargers are kind of right there how long was phil there for
0: okay he was there a while a
2: while yeah they just don't have the chips to show it and so they don't get talked about in that same way and so for a team that has had a lot of stability and i know there's a couple years in there where it's a little topsy-turvy and and all that but For the most part, they've had answers, but then there's always, again, uh, the imagination is there when we look at the roster, but then there's a ceiling that they hit every single season, whether that's injuries or whatever else. I'm like, Chargers are going to charge her. We know this. And so I'd be curious to see what he would be like outside of that in this hypothetical exercise in reality. Yeah,
0: because could he be a part of an organization that, while you may have a very uh, talented general manager, still there's one more person above him. That stamps final approval. Correct. And that is the owner's son.
2: That's why I that, don't think the Cowboys are ever going to succeed because right. it's Jerry's world yes. and it it's not going to work.
0: There's interference. I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced. You're trying to hire the best and the brightest, but yet they still are below me and I know Correct. what's right. There you go. And I'm the family owner and I will do what I want. 702 uh, 9200 Oh, out to New Jersey. It's been a while. Mitch, good morning to you. How are you?
3: Good, uh, Clay. How are we doing? Hey, good, doing thank well. you. Three more days of working for FedEx, and I can hang it up.
0: Oh, is your retirement coming
3: up? Oh, Thursday. I feel like Joe Namath with the dude name
2: in the back. Congrats.
0: <laughs> hey, man. Congratulations. Yeah, retiring from FedEx, you are set up, my friend. Congratulations.
3: I think so. I'll go casual. I my work with the dog shelters a couple of days a week. Oh, I hey, love it. It's amazing how they build buildings. You know, I'm in New York here. Mm-hmm. and it's amazing how they build these skyscrapers with those cranes. I wouldn't want to even look or be walk within within two miles of those, of those working areas. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, That is an impressive sk- set of skills. We didn't even get into that, the high-rise guys, oh, uh, and the men and women that build those things. I don't know how they do it.
3: They don't pay them enough. No. If it doesn't cost too much, I'd love to have Josh Fields. But what about, I like Rattler and maybe Cousins out there, okay. and is also drafting Latou in the first round. And we have money for free agencies. Joey Bosa, he's out there. And Mac, can we have a reunion or what? We've got to make some good moves. Can we only get – I think we're 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 going to take a – I feel we're going to make some good moves. Free agents and drafting, I think.
0: I do, too. I do, too, Mitch. That's a great call. And congratulations, man. I hope they throw you the big party and get the gold watch and everything, man.
3: Yeah, can't wait. Hey, uh, thank you. Uh, hey,
2: hey, awesome, thank you. Buddy, enjoy. Oh,
0: they, he's living the good life. Oh my God, do you imagine, Can you imagine
2: the, the euphoria that that is? How, you just That's like a privilege that not all of us are going to get.
0: I would be the or happiest dude at guy. work on that week that I retired. I know I'm going to get hooked up with lifetime, uh, you know, health care. Yep. Pension. Yep. You know, like not a care in the world.
2: Are you senior slide guy, <laughs> yeah. or are you nose to the to the brimstone until the final minute? Have I, you have you have you reclined that that office chair a little bit? I know driver is bad part of the metaphor for me, but
0: I, I but. wonder like how how do you approach those final days? I mean, you're walking around with a smile on your face, but sure. are you going all out? To make sure that every shipper is done and everything is completed. You to finish
2: like, the rep hard, right?
0: You <laughs> to finish strong. Yeah, right. I don't want to, you know, I, w- I want to leave it good for the next guy. And do I train the next guy right. to know everything or do I want him to come up the hard way right. the way I had to come up well, with? Well,
2: that's where it's like you can manage the senior slide where you just Make sure you put certain classes in for that last semester where you know you don't have to go all out. I had like a once-a-week uh, <laughs> special interest class, sure. yes. had my ancient Greek class. I had like one communication class left. And so I was like, I worked really hard at those three classes that I had remaining. But, you know, I, I had some downtime too. And so I, I expect full effort no matter how many uh, how many more deliveries are left but uh all the all the thanks in the world and congratulations that's a that's a huge accomplishment
0: um all right if uh we we'll, we'll take a break in, in just a, in a second here but we want to get your thoughts up at 7023659200 and you know you brought up a guy like Kirk Cousins what did you notice uh during the break uh yes. some Kirk Cousins video.
2: Updates. Mm-hmm. You we want to save this for the other side of the break or you want me to talk about it now?
0: I think we should. Let's save it to the other side. Okay, you got it. Keep listening because Kirk Cousins was doing something very special on social media. Very special. And you may want to take note. Lindsey Brown, why is Kirk Cousins
2: oh. going
0: viral on social media? Oh. Why is this He's happening? He's
2: shuffling around my, one of my favorite surfaces. I'm okay. still trying to break down why a tennis court is uh, the preferable stage for him to show that he's shuffling around and throwing a ball, but he put it out on the IG.
0: Oh. He's,
2: he's, he's tossing the pigskin. He's
0: throwing the pigskin on the gram? Yep,
2: he is. He is, and he was on tennis courts, hard hard, hard court tennis courts, which I'm like, well, at least there's no grass to trip him up. But I think it allows more grippage and like small little micro movements because you're trying to like explode in a different way on the tennis court mm. and, and set yourself up to fire versus uh, a field, and so uh, I'm sure his recovery is going well. It's been really the first big injury he's ever sustained in his career, and it's a yeah. it's a doozy. Uh, it's that plant leg Achilles, that right foot when he drops back, and so it's it's a different injury than even what Aaron Rodgers has experienced. I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers is on the front foot, and so um, but he's he's going to be a big name in in this free agency game, and. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of money thrown at him because people want to match up their timelines and maybe want to have a little bit more of a, a, a cost certainty with him and oh, have yeah. somebody that can maybe mentor a younger guy. I, I think new, if I was New England, I'd be, I'd be making some calls, And so I, I, but they're kind of a, a wild card as they sit with the number three overall draft pick right now. Um, they have a lot of holes to fill, though, and so I think that the smart play, being an outsider, would be to leverage that draft pick, accumulate some more capital, fill as many holes in your roster as you possibly can, and maybe give Mac Jones the Zach Wilson treatment, throw him in the backseat for a year, see, uh, have him watch up, and then maybe you can leverage and trade him in the future into something or... Uh, you this find your week. answer at a different at a different juncture.
0: Four months ago is when he went out with injury with the Achilles. Mm-hmm. You now have to during this week of the combine where agents will be out there and everyone's talking about pending free agents. Kirk Cousins is one of those guys where you have to find out. All right, where is the update on his injury and his recovery? Mm-hmm. And so the ha- boom, this is the first part, and everyone's going to be you know just combing through that video of him stopping and starting using his feet on the hard surface that has the good grip. How can he make his cuts, and how can he make, How will it look and translate into the Kirk Cousins you're looking for and probably give him 30 mil? We'll find out all that and more on Raider Nation Radio throughout the week. Lindsey Brown, Clay Baker, and Vinny Bonsignor will be live from Indianapolis. We'll get a hold of him tomorrow. We'll also talk to Jason Fitz and get your thoughts up at 702-365-9200. Text the keyword STARDUST. For your chance to win two thousand and twenty-four dollars today, Stardust is the magic word here on Raider Nation Radio. For Lindsay, I'm Clay. Have a great day, everybody. Rich Eisen is next.